0: Uh, Hi, this is Daniel Danger, and you're listening to the Master of One podcast. You can find me on Instagram at tiny media empire or Twitter at tiny media empire, or just googling Daniel Danger.
1: Welcome to another sandbox episode of the Master of One podcast. This week, we talked to creative directors Ramondo, Eric Garza, and Rob Jones. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design. I'm Patrick, your master of television and film. And I'm Luke, your master of toys and games. So jump in that line for Hall Age, because this episode's about to get exciting. If I don't get in there soon, I'm going to cut my head off. Box episode we are excited to talk to some of the guys from mondo some of our favorite people from one of our favorite companies ladies and gentlemen welcome creative directors eric garza and mr rob jones to the show
2: right hello why doesn't eric get a mr in front of his name
1: uh that's a good question that
0: man
2: (laughs) it's true i got the first
0: billing though so that's uh, yeah i'll take it it's a trade-off.
1: <clears throat> so, uh, so uh, Rob, we've chatted with you before on the show. Eric, we've done some little vignettes with you before, but this is the first time that you've been on a full episode. So we're really excited to to chat with you guys, get, a, uh, get caught up with where you guys have been for the last few months, what's going on, what we can look forward to, and a couple of other fun things. So before we jump into all that, why don't you guys both give us a quick Wikipedia page of who you are and uh, what you do.
0: I'll go first because it's a short Wikipedia page. Um, I'm Eric Garza. I am a creative director at Mondo, um, and that is about it. I work with Rob and Mitch doing posters. Um, Yeah, Rob, on to you. My name's Rob Jones, and I'm
3: bald and angry. (laughs) <laughs> that sums it up there you
1: go that's about the best biography that you could possibly have for yourself so um when when we look at mondo we we talk about mondo a lot uh it's it's pretty well at the forefront of the alternate movie poster scene um I w- would you say that they you guys didn't pioneer it did you you were very early in that yeah, scene though right
3: i, I would who else would you say i don't know pioneered?
1: I just didn't want to say you pioneered it and and then you be like we didn't pioneer this. Well, there, so, no, uh,
3: there there were folks that were doing uh, silkscreen screen movie posters at the time. There were people who did it in the past, but those are pioneers that ended up, you know, dying with their wagons. <laughs> <We're still laughs>
1: they never made <laughs> it to. Making Oregon. way to
0: the <laughs> western shores of California.
3: So, you died yeah. of
1: dysentery. Yeah, yeah dysentery
0: um, has not claimed Mondo yet.
1: <laughs> okay, so it's yes. dying.
0: It's dying.
1: <laughs> very much at the forefront of this this movement. Um, And we've heard a little bit of that story, and, and we've talked about that before. We're not going to dive too too deeply into that. but what has evolved in the the world of Mondo in the last six months?
0: We are far more than just a poster company in 2018. I think it would be the biggest the biggest thing you know um, a couple years ago, we really started going all into vinyl soundtracks. Um, And that was kind of the first foray outside of the movie poster world. And then uh, kind of small steps from there, we opened up a gallery space in Austin where we do original art gallery shows uh, as well as poster shows, themed shows like that. Um, And then, you know, step by step... um, Over the past couple years, we've kind of branched out into other categories. So uh, we do toys and collectibles. Uh, Brock Otterbacher, um, our creative director for toys and collectibles, kind of manages that world. But getting into the actual physical, you know, toy space um, is new. And then kind of our newest venture is um, board games. Last year, we released our first board game for John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, and the guys kind of running our board game division have a whole lot of fun things planned for the next couple years. And, and that is something that they're, you know, working hard on. But, um, yeah, I think the short answer to that is just, we've, we've kind of evolved beyond, uh, just doing movie posters into doing kind of broader pop culture collectibles, um, as a whole.
2: And what's the focus be- behind that? Is, is it a, I mean, is there a clear direction for the projects you take on, um, or is it more of a, we've never done a board game and that sounds cool, so let's just find some people and, and do one?
0: A bit of both, you know, a bit of both, honestly. Um, kind of Mondo, as a, in general, was founded and is run by people who just like a lot of cool shit and, and want to do fun stuff that kind of didn't exist before. Um, and uh, that, that's kind of the mantra that all of the kind of creative heads who, who run the different departments operate under, you know, board games in particular. That was something that Jay Shaw, one of our creative directors, he's a really big board game fanatic and just kind of had the hunch one day of like, hey, I'd really like to try and get into that world and, and play, play in that kind of sandbox a bit. And everybody just said, cool, go for it. And he figured it out and kind of put his arm around a couple of people who, who knew, um, how to actually develop and create board games and kind of pulled them into the team, uh, and, and, and kind of took it from there. But honestly, sure. the whole, the whole process almost from top to bottom and in, in all the different departments is just, let's figure out a way to make it work. And hopefully people are into it. The board game so, people have names, Eric. <laughs> that's true they do uh, luke byers is our creative director in the board game uh division and he works with with jay shaw and uh joe van Wettering, who designed uh the thing board game uh as well as tim weish so it's kind of those yeah. those four heads are the kind of driving forces behind the the board game division we
1: got a chance to talk with luke at MondoCon this past year and uh man he is are you sure we're super- talking to tim No, we talked to Luke, (laughs) right? Uh, I think we talked to Luke. I'm about 90% sure. Uh, It's on video, so we can always go back and check it. But um, he was, like, super gung-ho about uh, the board game stuff. And it's what I've seen from you guys is as you have expanded, um, you have put people kind of into their niche area, like each person kind of in with their passion, which I think is a thing that you guys have done that's really, really smart as a business move. I have a question for you, Rob since you were one of the co-founders of Mondo, and when you first started, you were just doing screen-printed posters and some apparel. With this change, with the growth of this, how much of this do you feel is still within your wheelhouse, and how much of this have you had to just let go and say, you guys know better than me, take it and run with it?
3: (coughs) Well, games I got nothing to do with. Um, Records... I probably only participate in about maybe 50% of our record releases. Uh, Mo Shafiq and uh, Spencer Hickman, of course, run uh, records. And uh, Mo especially has been uh, really coming up lately with uh, handling uh, design and layouts. So it's been a welcome relief. I'm like, oh, you got this? Great. Talk to you later. Don't need to be involved in this Josie and the Pussycats uh, soundtrack very much. Thank (laughs) you very much.
1: Uh, Follow that dream. You've let it you've you've been able to kind of let the baby go a little bit, hand it off to other people who have who who are well versed in that.
3: Oh yeah, also I hate babies, so. <laughs> <no
1: problem. laughs> well, I mean that makes it really easy to hand that stuff off.
3: I I once my friend once tried to get me to hold his baby. I was like I'd rather hold a dead bird and then he never asked <laughs> me again. It was great.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to get out of. Well, now I know babies. what to
2: get you for a birthday. So that, that works out a dead bird or a baby. As, as long as it's not a dead baby. <laughs> you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to get those wires crossed. That's not a good sign. I wanted to talk uh, for a second. We mentioned MondoCon. Um You guys have made a, uh, a decision this year and sent out a, a note a couple months ago that MondoCon is, is kind of taking a break for this year only to come back uh, next year. What was the what was the conversation like on the back end inside of Mondo as a staff as you started talking about what MondoCon could look like this year?
3: We just wanted to make sure we could make it the best MondoCon possible, and to do that, we required two years. Sure. So you saw what one year brought you. Imagine <laughs> <Yeah>. two years. <laughs> theoretically, well, what, twice as good.
1: Theoretically, <laughs> and I think what that does it it builds an anticipation um because I know that when we first saw that we were bummed a little bit but then we thought you know what what, the, what that means is all of the cool stuff that we'll be able to see and explore um when the when the doors open back up for MondoCon and is there there was I believe there was mention of there being a new venue potentially or a new new way of doing it right
0: yeah yeah there's a there's a new venue and that was also you know a really crucial part of the decision um we as much as we loved the the Statesman building uh, last year, there's kind of a question mark as to what the future of that space is um, as far as ownership and all of those things. Uh, so venue was a big concern. You know, whenever the time of year that we host MondoCon is a pretty busy time of year in Austin in general. You have yeah. a lot of different events and a lot of event spaces are, are booked out. Um, so the, the venue that we that we actually settled on that we actually locked for 2019, uh, they had, I think the wait was, you have to book it like 18 months in advance or something like that. So it was already, uh, you know, out the door, it was, it was off the table for, for this year. Um, and we were able to lock it for 2019 and just decided, Hey, you know, what, let's, let's take after the D23 model. Let's go every other year maybe, and, uh, <laughs> give us time to, to kind of plan, develop and, and make it as, as awesome and as rad as we can.
2: So yeah. outside of the actual plan because certainly taking, I mean, planning a conference takes, will take you every bit of that time. It's not like you get to take six months off and then start. Um, but outside of that, does it change any of your release schedule for your products? Does it allow you to, to open up any of the timelines or maybe have a more ambitious pro, uh, project ready in time for the event? Does that go into any of the thought process or does it still remain kind of business as usual? Um, and it's really only affecting the planning and execution of the event itself?
0: I would say kind of business as usual. Um, a lot of a lot of our planning for, for conventions, you know, Comic-Con, uh, MondoCon and to kind of a smaller degree thought bubble in the UK. Um, that's all kind of comes together in the, the couple months leading up to it. Cause we're releasing posters weekly and we're constantly at any given time, there's 50 to 70 projects in various stages of development. Um, so it definitely helps to know when MondoCon is going to be, we can kind of look at what the what the environment looks like as far as like what, what movies are coming out around that time that we might want to do something for like maybe a new release or something like that. Um, but otherwise I think it's kind of business as usual. Um, it, it really more so just kind of, uh, lessens the lessens the, the, Grip around our neck as as far as operations go and just planning and getting (laughs) and getting everything, um, giving everything ready to actually have at the con because we're, you know, we're a pretty scrappy team. Um, I think all total there's about 30 of us um, and all of us are wearing many different hats. So kind of planning and executing an event you know, takes a lot. Um, and I think we're, we're all really kind of breathing a, a nice sigh of relief to have, um, a little bit of extra time to plan the next one. Sure. sure. So that, that brings, uh, to a good point with SDCC this year, you guys have a way bigger
3: presence. You've, you've partnered with San Diego comic con and, and I mean, you've been there for the last couple of years doing things, but now it's like, Homepage and you're doing bigger releases with them. What does that partnership change, and how has that
0: grown for this year? Um, it, it definitely impacted it in a way that we I that I can't really talk about okay. just yet. Okay. Um, but okay. but more information on that soon. Um, but I mean that was a really exciting email that we got from Comic Con. They they wrote they reached out and they just said, hey, it's the 10th anniversary of Marvel Studios, and you know this huge connected universe, um, that I love. And, and then they said, we really want to do something for our, uh, souvenir guide. Um, that's kind of celebrating and a testament to Marvel studios, the 10th anniversary. Um, would you guys be interested? And then, you know, immediately the answer was, yeah, that sounds amazing. Having some artwork that we work on to kind of, you know, grace the cover, the actual official souvenir guide, um, for Comic-Con is, you know, hugely. Sure you know it's it's a huge deal, yeah. um so so we jumped at it immediately and and we spoke with kind of our our partners at Marvel and kind of pitched the idea to them. They were on board, and uh, you know it was a pretty pretty smooth process, and then we just had to tap someone who could deliver, you know they they kind of wanted one singular image that could you know celebrate this 10 year history of all of these incredible characters. And, um, you know, Matt Taylor immediately jumped to mind, uh, for a ton of reasons. You know, he's yeah. just one of the most talented artists that we work with. And, uh, he's on a separate note. He'd been crushing all these Marvel movies leading up to this. Sure. And so that was kind of a no brainer. It was just, we had to get mad on it. Um, yeah, so he's he our Marvel guy now. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, that he he has taken, you know, he's taken that crown and run with it. Yeah. And, you know, anytime something marble comes up, we're just like, well, I can't wait to see what Matt does with it before we even talk to him. So
2: I mean he's yeah. been firing on all cylinders. It it's not that I mean, I even before like uh the, the last series of like maybe four or five releases, it's not that I didn't like his work. But something about again, the last four or five pieces that I've seen from him just really seems next level even for him. It it's been uh He's definitely a person that I, I've been keeping a close eye on just because uh, it seems like everything he, he drops is something that's just a, a have to have or have to add or whatever. And on top of that, he's – I mean any praise he gets, I mean you couldn't give it to a, a nicer, like a kinder, cool dude, you know?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's my that's, exact opposite. I swear. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. He's got – talent and looks you know that's a that's a sharp man
1: shoes. that's true you have majestic <laughs> facial hair he has majestic head hair he is the the smiliest dude you'll ever know yeah yeah i could see he's you got guys good fashion too
3: he can walk yeah. around with no socks and pull it <laughs> off yeah that would be that would be an anthem to me i could not imagine doing that i could imagine that, wearing i can boating shoes
2: <laughs> i can determine how cool someone is by how bad they make me feel about myself <laughs> and Matt makes me feel like garbage about myself
1: yeah absolutely you look at him and just aspire to be something you'll never achieve yeah, and that's exactly. how you know oh that's a cool guy i've seen yeah. him wear
3: a kerchief around his neck
1: <laughs> sure. nobody pulls
3: that off except for him i've seen
1: I've seen him wear upside down American flag shorts in Austin, Texas and no one shot at him. So, I think that means that says something.
3: He's probably doing a handstand. Uh, actually uh, Mo Shafiq is the uh, is someone else with that talent. He can pull anything off. He wore one of those Back to the Future 2 hats and it looked really great. <laughs>
1: like like yeah. non-ironically.
3: The yeah, the one of the ones that uh, yeah. Marty's kid wears. Yeah. It was Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I was like, wow, that, that looks really good the future's
1: but now. To be fair though, you're the only one who can pull off like a uh, a 70s tux in the middle of like August in in Austin. I think you're about to I Am I really person.
3: pulling it off or are people going, "Wow, that guy's got I it." I mean, he did it.
0: No.
1: You I mean I'm,
0: su- I'm surprised you referenced the 70s tux and not the Elvis jumpsuit. The Elvis the, uh, jumpsuit
1: was <laughs> the Elvis jumpsuit was nice, but the Elvis jumpsuit was thinner. So like it had more breathe to it. The 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 suit is like full on that person's, uh, that's a crazy person. Or they are so in touch with their style, good for them. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> those are the two options.
3: <laughs> I will confess the whole reason I even wear those is when I was a kid, I thought John Pertwee from Doctor Who was the s- most stylish guy I'd ever seen. So I wanted to drape myself in velvet, like Costanza, when I got a chance. And when I found velvet suits on sale. That was your I, opportunity. Uh, the match made in uh, Oh, <laughs> yeah, I bought three.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't pass that up. That's it's one of those things that comes once in a lifetime. Um, okay, so with w- before we kind of jump off of SDCC, uh, I know you guys aren't gonna you're not gonna reveal anything major crazy spoiler. What can we expect in terms of genres of things um, to be released at SDCC this year? Because we're just a couple weeks away at this point, so we're like we're we're real close.
0: I know it's too close. I think do um, do, do we have anything locked not locked up with? Fun, so we could actually reveal for fun. I think we're still figuring that out. We actually we will we'll definitely talk with you dudes about that. Um, But uh, but yeah, we're still kind of figuring out all the release schedules and stuff. But as far as genres, um, we we always just try and make our showing as cool as we can that's always the goal right sure. um but so there will be there will definitely be like the things that you would expect you know your your marvel joints and your star wars things but we also like to kind of have uh stuff that might not necessarily be the obvious contender uh for comic-con um as a point of example last year we we had an amazing poster for the witch by becky clunan and i don't think yes. you're going to walk around the comic-con floor and see a lot of product for the witch sure. um so we yeah, always want to have they made. <laughs> so we always kind of want to have something uh, something that might not be an obvious uh, an obvious you know choice for for a Comic-Con show for but that is really well executed and will make you kind of drop your jaw and be like, I have to have that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and I'm kind of dancing around the question and, and the answer is because we're still figuring out what our Comic-Con yeah, releases fair. are going to be. Yeah, <laughs> That doesn't really you know, until we're there and until we have the thing for sale, it's just like I, it's a big question mark. So yeah. um, we're, we're about 70% locked right now and hopefully we'll get that last 30% in the next like four weeks or whenever Comic-Con is it's coming up way too quick.
2: Yeah. Well, so looking back at previous years though so you just mentioned the witch but um could, i mean do you have a um you know any favorite pieces that that mondo's put out previous comic cons that just really stand out as like a uh, highlights to you like con exclusives
3: um Mar- martin anson's the mummy mm.
0: yeah I really liked uh, Daniel Danger's Crimson Peak. That's, that's oh, one of my favorite. Yeah, that was, you know, that's one of my favorite just illustrations. Um, and that one premiered at Comic-Con two years ago, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably... La- oh, and Nico Delort's uh, Jaws as well was something that was really, really uh, awesome. So, um, yeah. PCC's Jaws, too, actually, from last year was really great. Yeah.
3: All three.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they, they do like the, the entire run?
3: Seriously, there's a fourth one that's on the LP. The LP cover is a different colorway
0: from the three posters. Yeah, they
1: just about that artwork.
0: The thing about Justin, though, uh, Phantom City Creative, he's just he's so talented. Um, that he, every time he sends over kind of concepts, we're really spoiled for choice where we could, we could pick two, three or four different, you know, designs. Um, often we have, we actually, and we did that with another poster coming up that we haven't announced yet. Uh, it's just like, well, let's just do, let's, let's do both of them or let's do three versions of this because he'll send over, you know, a dozen colorways and all of them are great. So, um, you know, he, he really just, it makes it hard to pick. So we just, you know, release them all. (laughs)
1: Yeah, okay, so this is deviating just slightly, but we've we've mentioned horror films uh, quite a few times already in the interview. You guys are both horror fans. Um, Luke stays as far away from horror movies oh, as humanly yeah. possible. That's the reason he lives saying. in Ohio. Yeah. Pa- pa- Patrick good will go you, to them that in That's right, his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with
3: that. You want to have um, a good time when you're out for the movies. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. But. Uh, have you guys both seen, or have either one of you seen *Hereditary* yet? Because you guys just released the like the distribution of the album for it. How are you guys feeling about that film?
0: Rob, do you want to go first? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna gush over it. You're gonna wax, <laughs> yeah.
3: I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's got some uh, visuals that are going to stay with our collective subconscious for a long time, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Yep. But uh, I I'll be I'll get I'll get real with y'all for a second. Uh, I just lost my dog last Saturday, and this was the first movie Jenny and I decided to go out and see. What a terrible choice! <laughs> yeah, yeah. When a whole movie's about yeah, loss and dealing with it terribly.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like we, but Jane and I both walked out going, "Yeah, that was
1: That's that was a it. Saturday. Wow, that, hit a, that it? hit a little too close to home for <laughs> <Yeah>. us." <laughs> At least made you look over your shoulder a little bit. Oh, look um,
0: up. Look over your shoulder. That's the key.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right.
1: yeah. look up. She, yeah. she took some lessons
0: from Spider Man. Yeah. On that, on that downer, um, I loved hereditary. <laughs> I, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting for you to transition that Eric <laughs> Yeah. Let's see how I do, too, it?
0: Maybe, maybe I should have gone first. No, I, I loved it. Honestly, that's that's probably my my the best movie I'm going to see all year. I've, I've seen it twice now, and that movie just completely blows me away from did top you catch to bottom. All-
2: did you what catch a lot of symbolism the second time? What's that? I said, did you catch a lot of symbolism the second time going through it that you missed the first time?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I noticed a lot of the the kind of paimon you know symbols peppered throughout the first time, but uh, but watching it the second time, you you notice it even more. Um, and then there's just kind of subtle dialogue cues that kind of allude to to the fact of what's going to happen or what like I, don't, I wouldn't even call it a reveal but it kind of alludes to the ending and, and plays yep. up what's going on with the whole you know kind of culty aspect and and oh man we're going full spoilers I uh, maybe we should oh no you can't yeah. it's fine okay. <laughs> it's already been out
2: for two weeks this doesn't come out for a few days you're fine yeah you're fine. okay um <laughs> but yeah wait, I wait.
3: hey let me ask you a question when that uh, the lady that plays her best friend the uh, or her mom's best friend the red-haired chick when she yeah, came we- up did you, like, you knew right away, right? Because that's the, that actress they only hire when they need someone who looks sweet but is actually a terrible person. <laughs> the same yeah. character she plays on Justified, the same character she plays on The Americans. Just, yeah.
1: She, she, I've she's never seen spo- any of those shows. a spoiler. But now I know what to look for when I do watch those shows. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's grandma with a knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Justified, that's exactly what she is.
0: What, um, did, uh, what, did, what did you guys think of Hereditary? Did you like it?
2: So I'll say this I'm not much for. Oh, Typically, I don't watch horror films. This was a case of my love of being around people trumps my hate of um, like making myself feel terrible. <laughs> so I, I went to the movie because that's where everybody else was going. And I, I don't get too much in the supernatural stuff. The, the the direction of the film, uh, the visuals of the film, all that kind of stuff. It, it was just it's a beautiful film to watch, and I thought the direction was incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in in the setup for the story, I thought was really good. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an, and you know, it's not even, that it's like gory or anything like that. There's only maybe four or five visuals that are, um, grimacing. Yeah. Like whatever, but it's, uh, they do make you very uneasy and it's definitely not a movie you're going to walk out from the theater smiling about. I mean, I just,
3: I, they don't need oh. a lot of gore when you, that's the gore you show. That's <laughs> like exorcist and the crucifix. That's all yeah, you do. You, fair, you yeah. do the one big thing and you're
0: yeah. like, go, go. Yeah. When I walked out, I I just felt like my soul had been punched, you know, like I, I I couldn't. And the, the scene that I think 20, 30 minutes in the movie that, that, you know, in the car that, um, I've never had a movie drop my jaw. As fast yeah. or as low as as when that happened, because that that just completely blindsided me. It um, was yeah, and, jarring, and af- right? Yeah, and after that, I was just like, okay, I let's let's see what we have the next like hour and a half of this movie, <laughs> like because <laughs> I it, yeah, that one really it took it out of me. Um, but Did I loved you it. You know, Eric, can it was Eric,
3: yeah. can I ask you a your question real quick. The yeah. the 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 last scene, the big jarring horror thing that the mom does. Mm-hmm. Can kind of spoil it, kind of said or, sure, or yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. When well, she when she saw us her freaking head off. Yeah, yeah. Her own head little, off, pa- just to be clear. <laughs> did part <laughs> of you wonder, like, I wonder if I could do that if I, if I had is to? Is that for really some possible? Because like, halfway through, I was like, surely by now she, like, there must be some magic involved at this point.
0: I'm really but, bummed at the headspace you were in watching this movie, <laughs> man.
2: You <laughs> no, I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> What's this? From a competition pa- aspect, okay. Well. It was kind of hilarious though when like. The headless body, like levitated into the tree. I mean, I I chuckled at that. That was a kind of funny yeah. scene.
0: Well, that's the thing. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of messed up humor in that movie. Yeah. You know, like that. I think people were kind of nervous to to laugh at it. Um, but there's a lot of like jokes that that kind of go over and uh, and made me chuckle. Um, I will say, if if you ordered the the poster that we put out by Randy Ortiz, it's a gorgeous poster we released a couple weeks ago. Um, we kind of wanted this to be a surprise. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll still leave a little bit to, to be discovered, but take a close look at it whenever you guys get it in the mail. Um, that's all I'll say.
3: Okay. And
1: don't hang it on a phone, uh, on a phone pole and then yeah. pass it. Yeah. 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 Don't, uh, that there's several reasons why you shouldn't do that. Uh, one, that'd be a waste of money, but two, uh, just a bad omen in general. When, I think the movie itself it was great in a, in the a, in, a, in a as a horror genre. Although it wasn't the imagery that really took you there, it was the tone of the entire film. I loved how it, they made it the way that the shots were lined up made you feel like you were in one of her dioramas. In a lot of these, mm-hmm. in a lot of the scenes, uh, the way they lit the scenes, the way they let a scene just kind of ruminate um, for maybe twenty seconds past what a typical film would allow a scene to kind of uh kind of stay and so i just think so much of it rang true to me the shock that the kid was in i'm like yeah that makes sense i I mean
0: i was gonna say man when after the after the car scene the 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 close the close up on his face and he just can't bear to look around and and turn his head and then he starts glancing up at the rearview mirror and immediately focuses forward like that's such an amazing shot just like the single tear coming out of his eye it's just like wait
2: wait wait but I have, I have one question, though. Did Before y'all's film, did y'all see the preview for, like, the new horror movie with the nuns? Did y'all see that one?
0: I no? didn't see that.
1: No. I didn't either. I think you made this up, Patrick. Never mind. <laughs> okay, sorry. Wait, this, is,
0: this, is this the Conjuring spinoff with the nuns?
2: It might be, yeah. I just, All I, I that... remember is, like, horror film nuns. That's all. That's the only two pieces of information (laughs) that I have.
0: Yeah. I know they, I know they're doing a spinoff of like the, the conjuring, um, which is the one that came out most recently. Um, but anyway, there's, there's this kind of nun, this creepy nun figure. And I think they're doing a spinoff on that character, kind of like what they did with Annabelle. Um, yeah, as I say,
3: I'm sure it's going to go as well as Annabelle did. (laughs) (laughs)
2: There is a, there is a jump scare in that preview that is the best one I've seen in like since I can remember that's really all and cool. I, i'm so de- i was so convinced they were gonna go see the and i had just seen the preview like the day before and i was convinced that they're gonna play it before this film and i was so pumped to like that andrew would be there and i would get to like see him freak out i was and then it just <laughs> didn't happen and i didn't know maybe if y'all got it just be ready like be looking forward to the time you sit down in the theater and that preview comes on uh <laughs> it makes it worth it all right so
1: we spent a, a fair amount of time talking about uh, this film. Hopefully, if uh, if you haven't been able to pick up something for this film, there's going to be very probably few people who are actually putting out artwork for this. So Mondo might be one of the handful of people who's going to be actually doing this. But the, the album is available now, right? You guys are distributing the title. It's, it's different than...
0: I actually know. You might be confused with the poster yeah. that we did. We're not doing the record for it.
1: Oh, but the but I just got an email from Mondo today where I can order it. So is it just a distributed title?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it might be a distributed title. If so, Uh, apologies if I'm incorrect on that.
1: No, you could buy it from the Mondo site. So, however that whoever has access to your site uh, has made (laughs) this available to people.
3: Well, we will try to be making more uh, hereditary art available, hopefully in the future awesome you saw how much we like the witch you can imagine how much we like this yeah
1: yeah that's that's great okay so uh obviously we've got that on lock we've got everything uh sdcc is coming up you've alluded to some fun cool stuff happening with that obviously keep your eyes tuned to to mondo's social media stuff sign up for their newsletter to get more information as uh sdcc comes up uh, what can we look forward to beyond sdcc maybe some shows some gallery shows that are coming up over the rest of the year
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, the back half of our year is really loaded. Um, so we'll be announcing kind of the next gallery show at Comic-Con. Um, and then, you know, as I mentioned at at the start of the podcast, we are in the board game space now. So, uh, we'll be doing some trade shows and conventions kind of focused in that world. Um, and kind of in the back half of the year. So yeah, we'll be, um, Mondo will be coming to a city near you. I'm sure of it.
3: Awesome. I just realized
0: something we could tease.
3: In a very vague way. Oh, good. Go for it. Uh, we will be now. releasing my most favorite poster that we will have ever released once we release it.
0: That's so, the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Ken Taylor's I mean, Maniac will now
0: be supplanted by yeah, this Yeah, so for, for a couple years thing. now, maybe a year and a half now or so, we've we've kind of alluded to um, there's this one poster that, that kind of collectively dropped everyone at Mondo's Jaws as like we've kind of proclaimed it the best mondo poster ever um that's coming out very soon nice and
1: there will be four of them so hop on it (laughs) um so because okay so because of that i say that in in jest but legitimately because it's your favorite does that does that inherently make you guys want to do less of them or more of them like as a company like to put out there into the into the poster space. Does that more make sense? Copies um, yeah, more copies or more Yeah, yeah, copy. Yeah. Just talking about quantity of copies.
3: No, we addition it. I mean as much as we love this poster, we realize it's still going to probably be a limited appeal. So
1: Okay. All right. Yeah,
0: so we actually figured out addition that. today and we bumped it up a little more. So I would to answer your question, I'd say we're probably doing a bit more um okay. rather than less. Oh. Cool.
3: Awesome. It still has a lot of appeal, don't get me wrong. It's not yeah. like we're doing some you know stalker or something we're doing a really uh it's a very popular it's a popular film but it's not like a back to the future kind of level thing
2: Okay, right? yeah. i didn't think josie and the pussycats was that popular but
3: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't either good lord <laughs> <laughs> they came out of the woodwork for that show man
1: all right tell everybody where they can find uh mondo they can follow mondo and then yourselves personally uh on the internet
0: uh, you can follow Mondo on Instagram at Mondo News uh, and on Twitter at Mondo News. And our website is mondotees.com if that interests you. Um, my personal Instagram is at Eric Garza 1201. And I am in the shadows. I love it.
1: Fair. I hope that the poster that you're making is one from in the, Into the Shadows or whatever. It's whatever cruising. The- what is I'll it? be What's, honest
3: with you, that I, I can't cruising. remember what my Instagram handle is
1: so. <laughs>
0: Rob Jones, you can follow what? him at Animal Rummy yeah. <laughs> The handle. ever professional
1: right there, that is that is a that is a professional um, <laughs> Thank you guys so much for, for taking a few minutes to chat with us, we know you guys are busy, there's a lot going on Before you head out of here, would you be willing to do us a favor and help us pick our tokens for next week? You bet Awesome, sure. that's it for the interview portion Up next, we're going to be drawing some tokens <laughs> The tokens portion every week is when we get to figure out exactly the categories we're talking about. The following week, we pick our topics based on those categories. That's how this thing works. I'm going to uh, put these tokens face down on my desk. I'm going to shuffle them up. You're going to give me a number between one and three, uh, and you'll, you'll be picking for Luke. One of you, go ahead.
0: Three. Three.
1: Look at Jinx. that. Jinx. Art and design, Luke. You got what you wanted and you got what you needed. All right. Uh between one or two, and you'll be picking for me. One. Two. Ooh. (laughs) I'm gonna go with one because I heard that first. Toys and games, which means Patrick, you have TV and film. He's very happy about that. Um man, thank you guys so much. Definitely check out Mondo. Key, uh, stay tuned to what's going on with them because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in the next couple of weeks with uh, advertise with not advertisements. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Releases. SDCC. Releases. Thank you. you uh, releases that. dropping over the next few weeks as we gear up for SDCC. <laughs> but thank you guys for for hanging out and uh, man, we'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Yeah, I appreciate your Thanks time, for guys. It, Thank bro. you. Thanks.
1: See you. You can find show notes and links to all the stuff that we talked about in this episode by going to mofonepodcast.com. You can also follow us on socials. Just search podcast. You can, uh, what else can you do? You can shop at shop.mofonepodcast.com where you can buy a hat, a cool shirt, a mug, a pin, uh, you know, something to support the show, but also get something in return to show all the people in the world just how much you love what's going on here. You can also show us your love by dropping some money on Patreon. Go to patreon.com one podcast, Become a patron for a few bucks a month. That helps us out so, so much. Shows your support, and we cannot do this without the support of our patrons. Uh, another way you could support the show that doesn't cost any money and cost very little time is by rating and reviewing liking subscribing following sharing all of those things um uh, man it's so helpful to us we can't even tell you i know we say it every week and if you hear this every week and you're like shut up already well then just go and do it right And <laughs> I mean that's the if you have
3: done just- that
0: thanks
1: thank you yeah thank you um but uh man did that stuff is so so helpful i think we're gonna jump out of this episode though right i think that's everything yeah uh i'm andrew i'm patrick i'm luke for rob and eric peace out bye
3: hold on to your butt <laughs>